When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Thunder, 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 Thundercats, ho! Welcome back, Thundercats fans and bunglers for our special five-part extravaganza. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with Brother David. Welcome, David. Hello, how are you? I am doing good. I am pumped, David. We're fresh off the five episodes of Lion-O's Anointment, and I can't believe it's come to this, but we're here. (laughs) It's finally here, David. (laughs) And it's pretty interesting having watched the episodes how they were broken up when you're watching them it almost makes it it makes it come out how do i put this watching the episodes it it appears that it's every single day like just one day after another that he's going through the trials so i I found it interesting how they broke it up i actually think breaking it up is sensible because you can't put someone through that much trauma and stress in in days on end you know what i mean so But didn't they, though? Because, okay, this is the whole thing why I think it is the same days. Because David's right. I think from the last, even to the last trial, there was about six or seven or eight episodes in between. And the thing is... The logos were removed from the other Thundercats because it was whole part of the whole trial thing with Lionel, right? Like they gave their symbol, so he had to collect them all, if you will. He had his WWE belt. <laughs> yeah, or should he I did. Say, or should I say WWF? Because back in the day, it would have been WWF, not WWE. A little, a little bit of uh, trivia for you. Hmm. Not to be confused with the WWF wildlife that won out for that title they 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 got it so basically lion by by birthright is the lord of the thundercats but right. by 
by the code of Thundera, by it kind of it makes sense it makes sense he basically has to go through trials to prove his worthiness so the sort of omens already obeys him or or i don't want to say obeys him but i guess that would be a word it, it basically yeah. works with him and because by by blood right he is the Lord of the Thundercats, but now he has to prove it by facing all of his friends and enemies. I think it's great because it, it collates as Lionel's birthday, right? And he thinks he's getting to sleep late <laughs> that because it's his birthday or it's a special day. No, Lionel, not so, not so fortunate. And aren't you glad that Snarf made him a? I mean, what was that? That was a spread. Snarf gave him everything, including a plate of rolls. Overslept. And today of all days. But that's probably why they let me sleep a bit later. <laughs> because this is the great day. Hello? Where is everybody? Oh, did they all oversleep? Thundercats are always up at first light. Good morning, Lionel. Happy birthday. Oh, ho! <laughs> is that what's going on? Is everyone suddenly going to leap out from behind the furniture crying surprise? Like I'm still a kid, even today? Well, there'll be a surprise, all right, but that isn't it. Eat your breakfast, Lionel. All that food is for me, alone? Good grief, Snarf. I'll never be able to get it all down. Better try. You'll need all the energy you can muster up for the anointment trials. Anointment trials? Well, I know there's supposed to be some kind of ceremony, but... The ceremony comes later, Lionel. If you pass the trials. <laughs> if I pass the trials... So basically, Lionel wakes up and he is greeted by Snarf. He realizes that he overslept. He does say that Thundercats always wake up at the break of dawn, right? Is that what it is? Which we've been asking because, you know, Chitara's out at, at the break of dawn, I guess, running. Wily Kit and Wily Cat are out there looking for something else to rub and bring to life. <laughs> <laughs> But basically, Snarf informs him that, no, this is not a celebration for you. This is not a surprise party. This is your trials. You will have to face off against Thunder your, th your fellow Thundercats to prove your worthiness to keep the title of Lord of the Thundercats. Where Lionel thought he was just going to have a party, like most children that I know think yeah, they just kind of everything. It ain't your quinceanera. <laughs> And it's Nothing. not just me 16, and you didn't turn 18, and you're not drinking at 21, baby. You will have to go through trials. So how old was he at this point? That's right my question. Because we know he was boy in man's body. Boy mm. cub in man's body, so... Most men are just boys with bigger toys. But I'm bum. So it's a week, David. He gets a map, and these are the rules on Thundera. And I kind of did love that Lionel was like, oh no, who was it? Someone says we're not on Thundera anymore. Was it Snarf? No. So in the very beginning, when the Thundercats, so Lionel's getting up, he's eating, Snarf is informing of what's going on. The Thundercats are outside of Cat's Lair talking. And Chitara, of course, is very protective of Lionel. And also Wily Kid and Wily Cat. Wily Kid and Wily Cat are the ones that basically say, Said, we are not on we are not on Thundera. Is this really fair? And Chitara's like, maybe he shouldn't do it because it's not fair. It isn't fair. No, the it the isn't. things that they were gonna face on Thundera is not anywhere near what they would face on Third Earth. Death Valley. As we know, everything it ain't Hidden Valley Ranch. 
It ain't Hidden Valley. Everything and everyone will kill you. Yeah, this is this is not Thundera. This is not Thundera. But, you know, I'm... I just hate that this is what they made him do. And it has to be a week, David, because I wrote down a week. So continuity aside, this is one week of Lionel, basically. I don't even know how he moved after the first trial was over. And he only had stiff muscles, he said. That was the best part. He's just like, oh, my muscles are still stiff from yesterday. I'm like, that's it, Lionel? Day two. It was just day two. So quickly, the first day was the trial of strength, right? So that was the panthro exercise then we had the second was the trial of speed outracing chitara the third was the trial of cunning which is wily kit and wily cat and for some reason i they thought it was going to be wily kit and wily cat that stopped him the other thundercats i was just like really well maybe because they you know listen they definitely have their moments where they they do how do I put this? They remember their kids. Yeah. They do prove themselves. Just like Snarf has proven himself. This is the line, though, David. This is, I think Chitara said, did he fail? This is Wily Kit, Wily Cat. And Panther goes, probably. Did you, did you notice Panther was a little down this these whole stretch of episodes? He was always just like, yeah, yeah, I don't think he's going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> probably wily kit wily cat probably got them the anointment fourth day is the trial of mind power you know when we get into that there's a lot to say because evidently tiger's been saving this up for months years for this trial that's why we never see him do anything like because i'm saving all my love for you couldn't believe it i love when they ask tiger has mind power yes he's been saving it up though you know that's why he never even mentioned that he he's saving it up, you know, for a rainy day. Something the tax man can't find. <laughs> and then the last anointment day is the trial of evil. And that was definitely a trial. I mean, we have so much to talk about, but I have questions. Was that Mumra's whole pyramid that he went through? Or was that the, preamb- the preamble to the pyramid? No, that was... Well, we'll talk about it, but I think, no, that was on the way. That was that was another passageway to get inside the pyramid. My god, because all I thought of was Starf clicked something one episode and opened the freaking thing, and Lionel went through it. So, before we get into more of discussion, David, we did get a amazing comment from Matesh, and we can't go without mentioning this Matesh says hi Ryan and David retro brothers ho ho Matesh thank you for two more action-packed episodes I shouldn't comment on sword in a hole there was too many inappropriate subliminal messages in that episode (laughs) Lionel is so careless with the eye of Thundera (laughs) it's when Wily Cat and Kid are pretending to be the most helpful that they're dropping their pens on the thing while I'm talking he needs to keep his sword away from black holes. Mandora should have picked up the transmission and arrested Captain Shiner. Space prison done. Really, really, truly, truly. They could have, I mean, we even mentioned that. Where was Mandora? Thank Jaga, Lionel is here with his PSA. Now my children will stop drinking their cocktails. Thank you, Lord of of Thundera. That is basically in between the episodes for anyone who hasn't listened to prior episodes. We play old commercials and I happen to find an old PSA where Lionel and Snarf were telling you not to drink. Obey the code of Thundera. FYI, I was 
was born and grew up in the UK and obviously watched Tea Cats in the 80s, and nunchucks and other ninja weapons were edited in the original 80s cartoon broadcast, like TMNT, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A matter of fact, David, I remember seeing a version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme for the UK, and they call them Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. So really, ninjas were really a banned item. Lastly, I can't believe you will be doing all five Lionel anointment trials in a row. What a very special tea cat treat and a great Christmas present for all the bunglers. I really appreciate you for all your efforts. Until next time, bunglers ho. Thanks, Matesh. Oh, what a wonderful time. Always to get a message from him. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. It definitely makes us feel really good and, and knowing that you're enjoying it. And thank you for answering our question, Matesh, about the UK and the ninja weapons. So I wonder when when and if that ever that ban was ever lifted. Like I wonder now if things are still broadcast with the I mean not that Thundercats are on TV currently anywhere. Not that we know of. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. Let us know, bunglers. But Matesh, thank you. And here is that episode. We hope we live up to it. Reactor engaged. Traction locked. All go. Thundercats are loose. Here we begin, Thundercats fans, Bunglers, Lionel's Anointment, First Day, The Trial of Strength, Episode 37, original air date of November 12th of 1985. Lionel wakes up on his birthday to learn that he has come of age and must undergo the Anointment Trials, a ritual every Lord of the Thundercat has had to survive from the beginning of Thundercat history. Lionel proceeds weaponless towards his first trial, Panthro, the Trial of Strength. He escapes the Acid Lake, the Great White Void, the Vertex, and the Crab Men. Lionel encounters Panthro. An earthquake interrupts their wrestling. Lionel slips in a crater, and Panthro offers help. Lionel refuses. The code must not be violated. That's a quote. Panthro attempts to stop a boulder from rolling into the Wolo village, and Lionel helps him, throwing the boulder off course, proving his great strength. He has passed the first trial and moves to meet Chitara's test. So, David, even though all five of the Anointment Trial episodes take place on consecutive days, here we go, and are supposed to be watched together, they are broadcast spaced apart from other episodes in between them. However, the episodes are shown back-to-back when in syndication. Of all the five anointment trials, this is the only one which does not feature Mumra and the Mutants. This is the first Thundercats episode in which Lionel does not perform his famous Thundercats Ho chant to summon the others. The scenes of Panther, Tigra, and the Thunder Kittens, which are shown when Lionel is talking about defeating or trying to defeat them in trials, are taken from the famous Lost intro which featured in the movie version of Exodus. 
Lion states in this episode that Thundercats are always up and out of bed at first light. Mm. This was the only episode of the five anointment episodes that was released on a VHS. Sorry, people back in the day. Okay, David. Notes for the strength trial. What you got? What you got to say about this? Well, I, I, first of all, we kind of just touched upon it when we did the intro about how he is kind of dumbfounded that he has to face his friends. He doesn't want to do it because I kind of understand why he doesn't want to do it because it's not even that he's afraid to do it. Well, well, he is. He thinks he's like, how can I compete with all of these? The you know, every single Thundercat has something you know unique and special about them, yes. and have perfected it. So he, first of all, it's like, well, how am I going to do things like that? Panther was so strong, and Jitara is so fast, and and so on and so forth. But it kind of almost goes against the code of Thundera too. But I guess in this instance, obviously, it's for it's to prove that you're worthy. But you know, remember the episode when he. Um, gets tricked and attacks Tigra and the sword breaks. Yes! It kind of ingrained in me. So I understand where he would be like, why am I going to fight my friends? It's not right. So that kind of, you know, definitely, uh, you know, came to the forefront for me. And the fact, again, Chitara was not necessarily on board with it. And Wily Kid and Wily Cat stepped up and said, listen, we're not on Thundera. This is not a safe place to be doing these things to begin with. I just wish there was another way. There is no other way, Chitara. Today, Lionel has come of age. Every Lord of the Thundercats had to survive the trials. We know, but that was on Thundera. The Code of Thundera. Justice, truth, honor, loyalty is needed here on Third Earth just as much as it was on Thundera. Third Earth needs it even more. As Lord Protectors of the Young lion it was our duty to prepare him for this day. If lion fails the trials, we have failed. Well, that sure cheers me up. The sun's up. I guess Snarf has told lion what's in store for him by now. Wait a minute. Why all the gloom? If all goes well, by the end of this week, we'll be anointing the new Lord of the Thundercats. Now you're talking to Lion-O. 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 Thundercats. Smart. Smart. Sometimes it takes and it's the so young funny that we don't know. We don't know what he would face on Thundera. Are there these bizarre things on Thundera that you know that we don't know about because we weren't privy to it? Because to me, one on one with Panthro should just be I meet Panthro in a field and we go at it yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. Not I have to go over chasm, a cliff, an acid lake, or this. Like everything else is like an added strain. Which to me, I really feel like the art of battle or or the art of uh, or, or or just it, it should be just them against one one man, one woman, or whatever, whatever, yes. against one person. That's it. It shouldn't be you also have to go through an acid leg to get to the person. So I kind of like I understand that that's filler and it and and it's part of him having to prove that he is he is uh, resourceful and stuff like that. But I thought that was a bit much. 
be perfectly honest with you. You're right, because wouldn't somebody be exhausted after half of the things he had to go through? But, I mean, they were, again, they were really testing this man. So, he passes through a field of thorns, David, and he says it will take too much time or he can't jump over them. He just grins and bears it. And I always actually remember this scene, even from a kid, where he just runs through the thorns. Man. So then we get to Acid Lake, which I call Sunny D, because it was like an orangey looking lake. (laughs) Sunny D Lake. But he knew that was Acid Lake. He doesn't know that it's Acid Lake. Oh, that's right. It's the birds, right? They drop the... Drop something. Otherwise, he would have jumped in and he would have been melted. He also... There's these birds scene again, which did not look giant until... He ends up attaching himself to one. Roping one. Yeah, he he, he ends up uh, using like a lariat and, and attaching himself and flying. But I love this. He picks out the clump of fruit that would get his beak wet, he says. Which would get my beak wet. And then the birds, he's waiting for this birds to, to try to take this clump of fruit that he picked. And he's like, come on, look at this beautiful. I don't know. He was going on about this fruit. He must have been hungry already after that meal. Those birds nest on the other side of the lake. But it's the fruit on this side they feed on. Let's see. If I was one of those birds, which clump of fruit would get my beak watering? Ha <laughs> that one. Ah, come on, take a look at these over here. See, all plump and juicy. That's the way. Come on. That's it. One more step now. Good boy! He's like, look at this juicy, this wonderful fruit here. Come on, come on. So the bird gets it. He snatches the bird, and the bird is pissed, y'all. The bird tries to make him be burnt up in acid lake attached to this rope he's going low and then is he dipping low pick it up slow roll it all around let your back go pop 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 that thing <laughs> i'm gonna make that scream oh ho oh. <laughs> and so that's what happens so he had to learn that move and the bird takes him to a nest now are we to believe that the bird wanted to feed Lionel to the children I think so but he gets out of the way he gets out of the way and then oh my god Lionel gets to this is it the great void David which is a gigantic stone cut out with teeth that sucks everything in this man is holding on to everything to not get sucked into this thing and i love this he rode a board david like he rode like this random board that came out of some with with two handles on it and he kind of like tries to close up the void but then he goes around it like he gets to the side of it finally but it's after that i'd be done <laughs> it's all about the void <laughs> My question was, when he was hanging on and the void blew back for a minute, wouldn't wouldn't you have just kind of, like, inched around the side of the thing? That's what I thought. I mean, he ends up doing that, but later on. But yeah, so, I mean, this was ridiculous that he had to go through this. 
And then he goes to the crab men, which... He almost got crabs. <laughs> so... It was the 80s, you know. People... It was more prevalent 70s and 80s. Oh my god. Yeah, when the lion's mane down below, you know. When he went, when he had to squat behind a tree in the deadly forest, he got the crabs, possibly. Yes. So the crab men... The, this is the, the best part. The way to elude them is, I guess they can't look up or look behind because they get disoriented and they they get like knocked down if you. The best if they look part up. is that they come after him. He's fighting. He gets on a rock. It looks like he's trying to kick them in the faces. Like, ah, <laughs> yeah. take this foot. Uh, uh. Oh yeah, he does. He like stands taunting them, and then he jumps over them. They look up, and then they fall down. They can't take it, they, and they they get intertwined in their crabness. <laughs> Crabby, Crabby Patty. So then, this is actually really. I thought this was realistic. Number one, this scene. Two, I loved the ambience of it all. Ambiance. It's when. It's sunset, you know, the sun's going down, and Lionel comes upon the Wolo village, and he's like, oh, there's, you know, it's time to eat at the Wolo village, and it's this beautiful sunset, and you see their, their smoke from their chimney. The Wolos have their cook fires going. Oh, dinner time. Lionel! Ho! You made it, Lionel! <laughs> Thanks to your training, Panthro. It's downhill all the way from here. When I get to the bottom of the mountain, I'll have completed the first day's trials. You have to get past me first, Lionel. I have to try to stop you. Stop me? You mean I have to fight you, Panthro? Yes. You know, he ate so much in the morning, but he didn't eat enough for all the calories he burnt on this first day. The first day he comes to Panthro, David, right above the Wolo village. And this is why he, tell, he tells Panthro he doesn't want to fight him, one, and how can he possibly defeat him? Which and he's again, like, I have to try to stop you. I have to try, and I can't help you. Panther's like, just goes right into it. He's like, if I just start start wailing on this kid, he's going to have to fight me. Well, what was his pose? Is he kind of did this, like, Panther would raise his arm. Use the crane, Daniel son. That's what it's what like. It he kept doing it. He kept raising his arms and then kicking Panther. He was just like, ah, ah. And they play his, his, his like, that music that. So, of course, Panther, we were always told, is the strongest, right? He's the strongest Thundercat. But he says to Lionel, and, and again, we're supposed to see that Lionel is this young, strong, he's a. He, He's like, mm, oh. luscious, handsome, beautiful, sexy, he's I like, mean, strong. He does say, he's like, you're strong. Like when he's hand-to-hand -hand with Lionel, he's like, oh, I wasn't prepared for all this. You're stronger than I am. I'd hate to put that to the test when you've recovered, Panthro. It's because they're trying to say that I think that Panthro's a little older now. So he's strong, but he's not as strong as the youthful young Lionel. But get this, everybody. Uh, not only is this happening, but an earthquake decides to, to happen third right earth, at David, this third earth. Don't go on vacation there. <laughs> no, no, do not. Do it's not. like Australia, but a little more. 
intense. <laughs> Just kidding. We'll agree to you. Are never going to watch our podcast. We're going to do like this. We're going to look at like who watches our podcast and listens. Like the, the whatever the locations. Things that it's oh, gonna be Australia. Terrible. You have a hatred base in Australia. Probably do. We we love Australia. It's just dangerous. It could be dangerous as beautiful Some as dangerous it is. Dangerous stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. So you think you arrive at Third Earth on an airplane, and Willa and and Nida greet you there, and they they put flowers on you. They Candy have flowers. flowers. Welcome to Third Earth. So Lionel falls down, and Panther's like, "Blasted! Forget the the forget the trials. I'm going to help you." And Lionel's like, "No." What does he say? Yes, they say it in the synopsis. The code mustn't be violated. But let me tell you, everybody, bunglers. This earthquake decides to close itself back up, and I don't it's know. Lionel was, really was. Lionel was like, looked like he was getting lower and lower. I'm like, what is this man waiting for to jump out? But I guess he timed it like a cat. You know, anyone who has a pet cat knows that they they kind of like look at things and see if they could jump. And so he gets out, but then a boulder comes, a gigantic boulder that will cause an avalanche. And Panthro is holding this boulder up. And he says to Lionel, he can't let it go because it will destroy the Wolo village. It will cause a basically an avalanche, right? It will keep going yeah. and it will destroy the Wolo village. So, well, I love this part. Lionel goes, can I help you? And Panther's like, nothing in the code that says no. <laughs> it's like, get over here, you fool. And then he goes, Wolo's doomed. And basically, passes out, right? And Lionel takes over the... Oh, he gets, he's just weakened. He's just weakened. And wipe out the Wolo village below. Petro, you're hurt! Let the boulder go or you'll be crushed! Ugh. Am I allowed to help you? Nothing in the code against it. Then try to roll out of the way. Lionel, the Wolo Village, doomed. No, not yet. Doomed. Wolo's doomed. But a rock fell and hurt his shoulder, too. Yes, yes, yes. Because even Lionel says, I'd hate to face you at full strength, Panthro. The, he ends up rolling the rock away, and he has proven himself. Panthro removes his insignia. He says, show this to Chitara, because she is waiting for you. And he says, race Chitara? <laughs> Can I trip her? <laughs> can it be done? Can can it be done? <laughs> I know the feeling. I know the feeling. I'd better help you get back to the cat's lair. No, I can make it back myself. Chitara is waiting. Chitara's trial is next? Yes. You must raise her to your next objective. Be faster than Chitara? That's not possible. You must find a way. Show this to Chitara. Go now. Ho! Lionel! Ho! Panthro!
So quickly, David, I I did like this. I think this is a good setup. Honestly, it shows what they're going to be doing, and it shows that Lionel was apprehensive to battle his friends. That they too, like you were saying, they kind of do want to help him, even though they're not supposed to. But where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line when you're doing a trial, an anointing trial? You're supposed to be proving yourself. Yes, your your environment, blah blah blah. But where do you draw the line when everything is out to kill you? Like. That's- would you not help somebody why would it be against the code if like i i don't know like like the ground is crumbling below both like you know there is a point where i kind of like was like you know what it's not necessarily about the code it's not about you Vandera. it's not all about you (laughs) well no it's it's just you know what i mean like these certain things are there that are on out of out of their control and later on we see that the mutants attack them too and there's a point where the thundercats don't step in you know since we're talking about this throw it out there's an there's there's an episode with the with the wily kid and wily cat where the mutants go and attack both of them but the the other thundercats don't go to kind of them off so to me i understand variables I know they're trying to say the Lord of the Thundercats is supposed to be able to deal with every possible variable, but there's a point where it's interrupting what's supposed to really be going on, which is hand-to-hand combat, hand-to-hand, you know, racing or whatever else they're doing. And I kind of like, I understand that, but at the same time, I kind of like that. That's kind of where my sticking point is, has been, but yes. I, I think I it was good. I think, I think they showed a lot of emotion in the beginning. Yeah. Really good start. trial only four more to go and this leads us to the trial of speed Lionel's second anointment, The Trial of Speed, which aired on November 19th of 1985, episode 42, so we skipped a few episodes, and Lionel undergoes Chitara's Trial of Speed, the second test in the anointment trials, which he must pass in order to remain Lord of the Thundercats. Lionel escapes a man-eating mandraga flower, the two-headed Gorakrak, and the dwarf-like parrots. Meanwhile, Chitara dodges the mutant spacecrafts. Within five miles remaining of the race, Lionel almost gives up, believing that it is useless to try and beat Chitara's super speed ability. Lionel decides that he does not want to lose the race by quitting and gives his greatest effort in the finish line. Lionel wins and races and learns that Chitara's super speed has a two-mile limit. Lionel passes Chitara's trial of speed, earning her insignia, as well as the other Thundercats' admiration. Lionel goes on to face the next trials of Wily Kit and Wily Cat. The trivia. Just like in the first episode, Lionel does not perform his famous Thundercats Ho chant to summon the others. This is the only episode in which both Jackalman and Monkeyan are shown wearing helmets while piloting the Sky Cutters. Despite being present in the episode, the Thunder Kittens never speak a word. We learn that Chitara can only maintain her top speed for a distance of two miles. And thankfully, this is brought up. Monkeyan's source is never oh, revealed. I love According to my source, <laughs> we shall remain nameless because you ain't you ain't heard that from me because I ain't one of the guys. 
Mufasa. Monkey and I really <laughs> love him with his like, my source keeps telling me. I love it. Are you certain this information is correct? It seems improbable. <laughs> the Thundercats are fighting among themselves. I tell you it's true. The information comes from my best source. I'll only believe it if I see it with my own eyes. There's another thing. According to my source, Lionel travels alone. <laughs> without the wretched Snarf. And without the Sword of Omens. <laughs> Impossible! Who is this source of yours? I, uh, I met her in a tree. Hmm, she sounds a little out of her tree to me. <laughs> but let's take a look for ourselves. Is his source Mumra? What, who is his That's source? what I was going to ask you. Is the source Mumra? But now it's saying it's According that to my sources. Never revealed. But do you love this? He says, I wrote this down. He met them in a tree. I'm, oh, he said I met her in a tree. So that's what made me think. Thomas said something like, maybe she's out of her tree or something too. Yeah, like, maybe like, she's out of, yeah. But that's, to me, that cleared it up 100% that it was Mumra as in disguise. He said she. Uh, if you know, Mumra's like, I'm going to pretend to be a, a warrior maiden and tell Monkey and It had to have been Mumra. It had to have been Mumra. <laughs> Mumra and Dreg's like, I'm going to be a monkey woman today. <laughs> Planet of the Apes was on last night. You damn apes! Get your hands off of me! And you will learn this. Today, Chitara's gonna be at, at the top of this thing. Tomorrow, the Wily Kit and Wily Cat. And I'll have to get back to you with time. To my sources. That was amazing. Oh my god, you gotta you gotta put in the weather girls say, according to my sources. According to all sources. Best source. Best source. Best source. Jaga does appear and says, you don't have to be better than her. You just yes. have to find, find a way. If you are to be anointed as the true lord of the Thundercats, you must pass all the trials, Lionel. But that means fighting and competing with my friends. It is an important learning experience for you. Without the sword, you will have to use ingenuity in addition to courage and strength. But I'm not better than the other Thundercats. You don't have to be better, Lionel. But you do have to prove your leadership qualities. And if I fail? You will fail if you give up before you even begin. Which is smart. So he decides to go another... This is the best. He says he's still sk still stiff from yesterday. Chitara wakes up. She does a cat stretch pose in a tree. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of tree action going here, but this is not monkey and source. She just happened to be in a tree. She sees the mutants. She's like grabs Lionel and just like, there's mutants here. Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, we're hiding? She's like, we gotta go on with this damn trial. So yes, we are hiding. Chitara? Mutants! And we're hiding from them? No way! No, Lionel. It's forbidden to let anything interfere with the anointment trials. Yes, you're right. 
I forgot. But this is my favorite part. She goes, go now. I know. I wrote that down too. <laughs> and go now. She's with her, with her Lynn Lipton drama. Get going. There is no way I can beat you in a straight flat out race. We both know that. I'm going to take a different route to the finish line. West. That's a very difficult and dangerous route, Lionel. But it's much shorter. It's virtually impossible. That is my choice. Then go. Now! I like when he gets caught in the plant. And Willa and Willa and Nida come upon him and she's like, she's like, some fool got too close to the the what what is it called? I was gonna call it a Mandalorian Mandra- plant. Mandrog yeah, the Mandrog. Mandrog plant. What was that? Someone or something in trouble, Willa? In our territory? We'd better go see. <laughs> Draga flowers. Some fool got too close to one of them. It's Lionel. Lionel, we're coming to help. No, don't help me. Too proud to take help from women? I don't know. I didn't think Lionel was like that. And then when she goes, she's like, we're going to help them. And he's like, no. She's like, oh, because we're women. <laughs> oh, this is that Nida, right? Nida says that. <laughs> yeah. She's like ready to like fight. She's like, oh, because we're women? No, he, they don't even say it's because I'm being tested. I can't get help. He just kept going, perpetuating. And she's like, well, when I don't help him, he's an idiot. Nida says, Willa, he's too proud to take help from a woman. And Willa says, I didn't think Lionel was like that. <laughs> That's my favorite line. She's like, misogynist cat, die. <laughs> You're right. This whole time, he's running back and forth like a crazy person, grabbing stones to cut things. She's like, here's my knife. It's sharp. Where's your sword, Lionel? Use this. And he's like, no, I can't. And then he's like, I need to go down this river. And she's like, we use that. He's like, don't tell me. Are you hurt, Lionel? Let me pass, Willa. I have to get to the river. The river? The river is all swollen from the rain, Lionel. It's too swift. I can't let that matter. What's with him today? I don't know, but I mean to find out. I mean, honestly, wouldn't you think that he's he's gone mad too? He, find, he finds a giant pod that looks like a giant pea pod. <laughs> she's, she's like, Willa, m- maybe he, he had tainted catnip. <laughs> Is he hanging out with Tigra in the cave again? Honestly, they have helped them so much. But this, they have to be going, what in the world is this? My question is, did Thundercats not invite the Moria Maidens to, if he wins and he and he, he becomes the, the official Lord of the Thundercats, did, did they not invite them to the party? They're there, so I guess they tell them after? Maybe <laughs> like, the by the way. Not the invitation late? Because this would be like a Maleficent moment for me. I was quite disturbed. <laughs> the invitation to Lionel's anointing. But to show I know I bear no ill will, I'm going to shoot all of you with arrows. That's right. <laughs> she says, I mean to find out what's going on. So she is finding out. She's like, we were not invited, Nada. I mean to find out. So he gets stuck in mud. Which he says is, he says is, isn't helping Chitara either. So he ends up going in a different direction to save time because it's a shorter distance to the goal. But at the same time, it's more treacherous. Where Chitara has just full straight run, right? Field. She's got full field. No, no horrors. But 
This is when they call after him, and I laughed at this too. Willa says, and I, I won't say what I really thought she said, because it's an M word that has to do with little people. I swear to God, I'm not even trying to be funny. I thought she says, there's a savage tribe of blank it's named parrots, but she must have said parrots, but she's there's a savage tribe of... I thought I was looking for a savage tribe of little people that he was going to come upon. They weren't little people. And then, Nada, he's going down the hill, and Nada's like, And the ghoul rock rock! But even if you survive the river, Lionel, there are the Pirates! Pirates? A savage tribe of dwarves that live along the riverbank. They attack anything they see. I'll have to chance it! And the ghoul rock rock! What? And later on, I was like, what the hell is a Gorok Rock? Well, the Gorok Rock. We find out that it's like a two-headed Dungeons and Dragons Hydra sort of thing. That came out of the water, so you know I was already freaked out. A creature, and a two-headed dinosaur? Two-headed dinosaur. That is the Gorok Rock. Is this the episode where Mumra is viewing this whole thing and he says, I have to get into this game myself? (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Because if it's not... Oh, well, the next, I'm ruining it now. He says, I have to get into this game myself at some point. I shall have to get into this game myself. Unarmed, Lord Lionel will be no match for the mighty mom. He's like, mm, I would have thought Chitara would have changed out her leotard for this event. <laughs> <laughs> Not a special leotard? <laughs> That's when, you know, Mom was like, I could do this. No stick, Chitara, no stick. You can't wear gold after Labor Day, Chitara, I told you already. She's like... Honestly, wouldn't you think Third Earth should be watching this like it's the Olympic? Because this is something. This is something. And at Cat's Lair, a matter of fact, it looks like an old GPS route where they're watching him. They're watching Lionel and Chitara on the screen. But then I'm talking about old GPS routes, too, because you remember back in the day when the GPS would take you to a route, but it didn't mention that it was flooded underneath trees through a graveyard. Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll take you there, Lionel, but let me tell you where you're going through. You're going to go through the Gore Rock Rock. Lionel doesn't give up, David. He keeps pushing. Although, it's they made it seem like at the end, even Chitara's like, two miles, everyone knows two miles. That's when she says, how dare you say I threw the thing? She's like, everyone knows two miles is my limit. Don't you know this? Like, even Tigra at Cat Slayer is like, <laughs> Chitara is fast, but her super speed lasts for less than two miles. And they've got five to go. She's going to get way ahead of him. And if he loses his heart and courage, she'll win. But Lionel's a big boy. I don't think he's a quitter. <laughs> It's no use. I've had it. There's no way I can catch her. I have a two drink maximum when I go out. You know that tequila makes my clothes come (laughs) off. (laughs) 
That's not like we're just supposed to know this, Chitara. Because at Cat Slayer, he's like, not exactly. If he could make it, our super speed only lasts two miles. But wasn't this five miles? I swear they said mentioned this was five miles. But anyway. Well, he's not, he's not, he's not running the New York, the New York marathon. <laughs> marathon. Chitara starts to slow down and she's like, there must be some more inside, some reserve power. <laughs> there must be a little extra reserve somewhere. But there isn't. Thunder, 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 cats. That's my boy! She's like, because I really want to beat him, even though I don't want to beat him. To me, I didn't think she would want to. I mean, I know Chitar is all about honor, so I could see her trying to. Yeah, at least she didn't Tanya Harding him. Nancy Kerrigan beat him with the stick in the ankle and the knee so that she could like he could, he, nobody saw that. Nobody saw that. I did it too quick. <laughs> and then at, at Cat's Lair, they just see the the lion now dot flying, flying backwards. Go green. That's what uh, Snarf was saying because he was the green dot. That red one is Chitara, and the green is Lionel. Chitara is ahead by a mile and two thirds, but Lionel is gaining on her. He'll make it if he can get over that ravine. Go green. So she, Lionel wins after even stopping for a little while and then saying, okay, I'm going to continue. But yeah, he stops and still is able to manage because evidently when her reserve is out, she can't run at all. <laughs> Matter of fact, she just can't even walk after she, her, her thing comes out. She's, She's like, like and then Wiley Kid and Wiley Cat say, oh, she even looks older. <laughs> she even looks older. This race really aged Titara. She's been saving it up this whole time. So yes, yeah, so we mentioned it. Lionel says, you threw me that race. And she says, how dare you? <laughs> Everyone knows I can't run after two miles. Then she slaps him across the face. You threw me that race, Chitara. How dare you say that to me? The code of Thundera forbids it. Then how could I win? It's not possible to run five miles faster than you. No creature living can do it. No. But I can't maintain my top speed for much more than two miles. The distance we ran was too much for me. It was almost too much for me. But you didn't give up. You truly earned my insignia this day. But she says you earned this. And matter of fact, we end with... My source says tomorrow is the Wily Kid and Wily Cat match. <laughs> My source tells me that Lionel fights the kittens tomorrow. Maybe your source said he'd fight Chitara today. And all we've done is spend hours chasing her and fighting that blasted thunder tank. Are you sure your source is on our side? My sauce also saw you go to CVS and pick up that ointment for your for <laughs> that penicillin, <laughs> Vulture Man. It's like, and again, it says in this trivia, again, the source is never mentioned. Maybe that just makes it more mysterious. What's really funny is that Nida, Nida, he remember he liked Nida and he was going to take her to make. And she's in a 
tree. Maybe not as a turncoat. But I thought of that like it's a warrior maiden. But that's when I said it has to have been Mumra. It has to have been Mumra. But maybe it's not because he does come upon the games. Like like you're saying, I need to get in on this. Why haven't I been on in on this? <laughs> I could have done a lot of more damage in his last two games. He's like, mm, let me see what I can do. I'll, you know, I have that that wrapping of I have my limbs being wrapped at 10. <laughs> <laughs> my daily wrapping a burial cleaning lady is coming in to, to sweep up the the diamond room in the pyramid around two maybe i can maybe i can squeeze in squeeze in lino and attack him um oh wait no that's that's the the four horsemen of the apocalypse oh um let me see um oh uh, brute man now um um maybe tomorrow maybe tomorrow i'll put you in tomorrow i hear the wily kitten cats are uh are really going for him tomorrow. So, Chitara's match, David. Did you enjoy this episode? Yes. Is this where he says he says something to the effect that I'm, I am everything because of you? Or does he say that to? He says that to Panthro, I think. Panthro. So I'm out of I'm out of sync with that. But yes, I. They all blur. I, I, they all blur. I think I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. Um. Well, because you know I have Chitara's my girl, and she did end with how Chitara's dare you. Chichar is my home girl. So yeah, I really liked it and um we'll see about Wiley Kid and Wiley Cat now. Dun 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 Thundercats Cat's Lair. Will Cat's Lair's electronic laser beam destroy the mutant vehicle? Laser! Direct laser hit. Cat's Lair's doors are blown open. Oh. Oh. Get him! Fire! Retreat! Cat's Lair defeats the mutant vehicle. Cat's Lair, complete with mutant vehicle. Figure sold separately from LJN. So, of course, we get to our third trial, which is the trial of cunning. And David, we've been doing this episode so long, we actually got an incoming message drawing it. So... <laughs> <laughs> This came as such a wonderful surprise. This is from Leah Miller. And Leah says, Hi, Ryan and David. I am a huge fan. I've been binging all your reviews as I've been watching Thundercats for the first time. I love that. Me too. I really do. I really do. I'm so glad to have found your work. You are both absolutely hilarious, and I'm glad that you noticed some of the things I have throughout these episodes. Firstly, the under-Earthmen in the third trial look ridiculously like the Gollum from Lord of the Rings, which David loves. He loves him some precious. My precious. <laughs> I wonder if this is where they got the idea. I'm just waiting for them to call their books My Precious. <laughs> also, one thing you should take note of in the last episode of the Anointment Trials is where Lionel gets his crown. He looks like a clown and is only in need of a red nose to make it work. You know, that <laughs> that is a puffy hat he is wearing. Especially with his fur markings on his face looking like a clown face paint. I love that. Also, when you eventually see the Mumrana episode, which... I cannot wait to get to, David. Because yeah, we, I, I, we have a lot to say about Mamrana and her thighs. Yeah. <laughs> the bird on her headdress looks like a white rubber duck. You can't unsee it, which, honestly, I actually remember that she does I can that. remember that, too. <laughs> 
Please do keep up the awesome work. I look forward to the Christmas episode. Bye from Australia. So, David. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Literally in this episode earlier, we were talking about how we always mention Australia is a beautiful but possibly deadly place. It's so funny. You literally just joked about getting somebody from Australia. And Leah, thank you so much for being that Australian. And I just found out a fact about Australia, which I did not know. The majority of their population lives in a very small percentage of the actual continent it's very tight if you look at a map and you see where the majority of their population it's very small compared to the actual i'm literally talking like if you took something let's say just united states for example you would put majority of the people like clustered in new york like florida and texas and the rest would be untouched territory so really neat really neat and of course you know i love I love my Olivia Newton-John, which we always <laughs> Yes, my God. Dame Olivia Newton-John. Dame Olivia Newton-John. And um, so our other brother came to visit me. And it's so funny. He reminded me of something really funny. So we had a cousin. <laughs> she's a little bit dingy. That came to visit with him years ago. And she got off the plane. And she goes, where are the kangaroos? And my, brother, my older brother was cursing at her. I'm not going to say he was. Well, I guess I could say you could bleep it. He said, what the fuck is wrong with you? This isn't Australia. It's Arizona. <laughs> the kangaroo. <laughs> I know which cousin you're talking about, too. And what? Yeah. What? <laughs> so she thought what? Arizona like versus Australia because they both start with the letter A. <laughs> Oh my god. I mean, because what? She's thinking of maybe the jackalopes that they said they had in Arizona, uh, maybe? I, I don't know, but <laughs> koalas, kangaroos, things of that nature are native. We, we obviously know native to Australia, but... So now we could finally add Australia to the map. My god. So thank you for this. It's, it's like a surprise every time I feel like we actually get a new listener because I always say, where do you find us? Oh my, and thank you for commenting because we know that people are listening, but a lot of people don't comment. And I'm so happy that you're enjoying it because we love to share our kind of like view and our humor. And I'm so happy that someone else gets it. <laughs> yeah, the fact that we translate to other people, it's not just a, a brother humor that we have is, is so touching. I mean, getting messages from Matesh, from now Leah, Jeanette. Jeanette, Craig was also one of our earliest Thundercat listeners. So thank you, Craig. Hello, by the way. So thank you so much. Let's continue our special episode. And this is perfect timing because the precious Gollum creatures are in this episode. So David, the episode was 46, airing on November November 25th of 1985. Oh my god, one day before my birth. This Aww. was the this is what made mom go into labor. <laughs> the trial of cunning. <laughs> Because this is right, because you were watching Thundercats live, right? So you must have been watching this daily then. Yep, I was. Never missed an episode. Ran home to make sure. Like Chitara. But he he couldn't, he could only hold it for up to two miles. Everyone knows that, David. Well, it it did help that the bus stop was right in front of our house. It really didn't matter. (laughs) I I still ran to the door. 
<laughs> that did help. That did help. So Lion-O undergoes the third trial of his anointment trial, which leads the Lord of the Thundercats to pass and prove he is worthy to inherit his title. The trial of cunning pits Lion-O against the Thunder Kittens, a race through the maze of infinity, which is shaped like the Thundercats logo. So tell me how the hell they got that maze to look like the insignia, the maze of infinity. So Wily Kit and Wily Cat were making mazes while they were flying through these caves. Yeah... No comment. <laughs> the Thunder Kittens have the advantage of having reconnoitered. Reconnoitered. Is that how it says? Reconnoitered. The second or third time that word has been used in the Thundercats. That's right. Say. You brought that up. Panthro says this, right? In one of the early episodes. No, was, Tigra. Actually, Tigra said he's going to reconnoiter the area. So Reconnoited the maze and have planned a number of diversions to confuse and delay Lionel. The mutants take advantage of the fact that Lionel must pass the trials unarmed and cannot accept help from anyone. So the third trial includes a number of skirmishes with them. <laughs> In the maze, Lionel is captured by the half-blind cave dwellers who believe he is an overlord, an under-earthman whose ancestors feared the cave dwellers' books and forced the gentle creatures to live below ground. To punish Lionel, they try to force him to read until his eyesight fail. Lionel escapes the cave dwellers and prevents the mutants from destroying their books. Meanwhile, the Thunder Kittens are trapped above a fiery chasm and call for help. Even though he is sure that it's just another trick, Lionel investigates. The cave dwellers help him rescue the Thunder Kittens, who were indeed in real danger. Lionel finally wins the race through the maze, tricking the Thunder Kittens by roping them to the rock. Let's talk about this episode. We get Monkeyan explaining it all at the beginning of this episode. He's recapping what happened, but he doesn't mention his sources today. They're, they're not- our sources. <laughs> the living ooze is the place to go. He gives the lowdown that the Thundercats are doing Any these trials. The trials, yes. And they're unarmed because mm -hmm. Jackalman goes, without that blasted sword. Oh. They're going for it. They're like gossips. I love the fact that the mutants are like gossips. Have you noticed that? Even Mumra and the mutants are just gossipers. They're like, I heard that he was up the block fighting with Chitara. My sauce from the street said, <laughs> like, it's never like, just like, we're going to go kill him. It's always like no. some like chatty gossip. And it's always has to be a remark and a put down. It's never like, we hate the Thundercats. We're going to go kill them. It's always like that stupid snarf with his ugly fur. will be, yeah. will, you know, and whatever. Chitara is looking old now. <laughs> Whatever. It's always some kind of like comment, like physical comment that has nothing to do with it. It's always like a, a put down. It's like that one friend that you have that always is like, yes, counter about everything. Yes. That's something yes. to say about somebody else. Yep. That's the mutants. So you get that kind of gossip and like pettiness. They're petty. Okay. So that's it. They're petty. Are you surprised they're not smoking cigarettes while they're doing this too? Like, <sighs> I know trying to go up to the second floor of Castle Plunder <laughs> to pick up that merchandise. But she said she was too busy, and I told her the customer's waiting. <laughs> that may or may not have happened to us in real life. Oh. <laughs> so David's right. That's what I think the joy of this cartoon is for us, Mumra and the mutants. <laughs> well, yeah, but Mumra and the mutants, this is real life. This is what Eddie I gossip. think. Like Eddie gossips, yes. And he's the head Karen. 
Mumra. He's the head. He is the head. So, you know what's funny? And Thundercats Roar, which maybe one day once we get through all of these episodes, maybe we'll do that one season spinoff of the comedy show. The Mutants actually were kind of like really friendly with each other, David. They kind of really loved each other. They would hug each other. I mean, yes, it was a cutesy reboot of the show, but yeah, they made it like they missed each other when they weren't around. So maybe there's an untapped love there that we just don't see in the original. <laughs> but they they go to attack. They go to attack. The original's more raw. Raw and un, un, untamed. Let's talk about the Wily Kit and Cat tactics. So I have to say, David, I really like their, what would you say, primitive Pirates of the Caribbean trap where they, they have the cardboard cutouts of themselves with a flame to make it look like they're going down the river and Lion is like chasing after them. He's like, oh, I see their shadows. Really smart. I okay, like so that. I, I, another word thing I have to say before we go any further is Jackalman referred to the Wily Kit as Wily Cat as, what did he say? They were pestiferous. Is that what he said? Those pestiferous kittens. Where are they getting this? What I'm trying to say, like every so often, they say I didn't even know that words. You got to look that up, Ryan, while we're recording. Pestiferous. Pestiferous. Like they're they're like they're pests. Pestiferous. I didn't even know that was a word. Mischievous, troublesome, and annoying. Those pestiferous pestiferous boys won't leave my apple tree alone. Is the example? Oh, leave that apple tree alone. Dangerous to society. (laughs) Dangerous to society. So I love the fact that out of nowhere you get reconnoiter pestiferous. Mumra says that being unmolested. He just they they come with these like kind of very what i would consider to be adult language but like at the same time because they're supposed to be these these brutes of mutants that they have these very intelligent words and something like when monkey and was like yes apply the sexist because he wanted a woman whatever a slave to help him or whatever so at the same time you're right are these these there's more to these mutants there really is and they're and monkey savagery they're savages they're savages and scholars Pestiferous. I'm going to say that from now on. My children are pestiferous. Honestly, Thundercats did not talk down to its audience. I actually just saw another thing, David, which I think we might have mentioned this two years ago when we started these reviews. You know, it's been a while. They actually had a child psychologist read or add to every script that they put out. So this was not just a toy cash grip. Yes, it was made to sell toys. But damn, so the mutants actually are hiding scholar hearts inside. That's why I always talked to you as when you were younger in a more adult-like manner. I wanted to bring you up. <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> I've been falling down. <laughs> been... Anyway, all right. Uh, my tangent's done. So, David, they also, their pellets... Does Panthro make these pellets? Because there are rubber. I guess they're made out of rubber, but they literally have monster dinosaurs with sound that come out of their pellets. So it moves, it attacks, and it has sounds, but it will get pierced on a rock because it's made out of rubber. So these are actually great if they weren't. Well, it's it's much better than those those things that grow in water that grow to five (laughs) times their size, and, and you have to dip in them water for like two days oh my god or the the ones that used to be like foam do you remember those those things that used to come out yes. pop the pill it would be a foam thing but yeah david's like those gummy looking things that will grow, that was grow your own boyfriend too <laughs> i need it no i'm just kidding 
I am a man. So let's also get into the under earth people. I got California raisin men as well with them, kind of. They were a little purple. (laughs) (laughs) Under earth eyes. Yeah, you did a pretty good impression of that. That's my claim to fame. As you will read to us into your eyes what cannot no longer stand the light like ours. I mean, it's creepy. They actually close, they do these close-ups of their mouths and their eyes when they're saying this thing like, You will never leave. An overlord. Hey, what's going on? Who are you? Look, look at his eyes. Yes, over Earth eyes. Look, I'm kind of in a hurry. Here, Teller. Your place is here. Hold it. I don't have time for this. Can you read Over Earth Man? Huh? Well, sure, I can read, but... You will read to us, Over Earth Man. Why don't you read them yourselves? One needs light to read. Our eyes can no longer bear the light. Because of you and your kind. Because of me? A mild shock over Earth, man. We can do worse. Much worse. Your kind forced our ancestors to hide in these caves. My kind? The overlords. They feared our books. They sought to destroy them. Now you will read to us until your eyes can no longer bear the light. Without over-earth eyes, you must remain down here forever. Look! I don't want to hurt you. Ow! Ow! It's pretty creepy. What I found really interesting is that they were forced underground by whoever, whatever. It was Monroe, let's face it. The overlords of of that time and books are their most precious commodity and again that's that speaks to me about how literature and and books are so important like how like even the germans i guess when they in they used to when these nazis used to burn books to basically try to erase societies history, yeah. and history so i have to say that this is their most precious commodity is is knowledge and books is pretty interesting to me and adds to kind of what we were talking about the very intense intelligent way and a lot of the time the cartoon is written or presented so and then it's just really funny because they do look like little golems with their preciouses my precious they have zap fingers yeah people like that's just a little electricity to keep you in line like our taser fingers that's what we got we got taser fingers N-A-T-T, turn on your heart lights so what do you think about when they were helping Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat later? They're like, we closed our eyes. I'm like, oh my God. But they were all kind of bruised. I was like, those people are never going to look. They're never going to open their eyes again. They got scorch marks on their eyelids. It was terrifying. They were that photosensitive that even yeah. near the light of a, a lava? Lava? Is yes. That, the, that was emanating. Because of course there was lava. Well, of course. That's that's just, that, that's a normal river in Third Earth. <laughs> that's like me going yeah, up grocery store i'm trying to pick up a, a gallon of orange juice oh there's just a lava pit right there you know the norm the norm lava pits death pit stream the of hell ooze. you know like the living ooze whatever can't hang on 
you. We heard the cries. We'll help your friends. You helped us. You saved our books. Are my hands close to yours? Yes, just a few inches more. A bit lower. I have him. Pull us up. Wily Kit is still down there, Lionel. We'll get her. Your eyes. You've hurt them. They'll be all right. We kept them shut. No, you might damage your eyes for good. Do you still have your lariat, Wily Cat? Yes. Kit, when you catch the lariat, loop it under your arms. You know, one of the things I noticed is that for me, Wily Kit and Wily Cat really stepped up mm -hmm. because they took this responsibility very seriously. It finally showed that they are deserving of being Thundercats because they actually put aside that kind of childish behavior. And the fact yeah, that they, they were so concerned for Lionel in the beginning, they were like, it's really not fair for him. For them to speak up, they're the ones that spoke up. It was really yeah. them that said, this is not fair because of... We're not on third earth. Not on third earth. You know, this isn't your mother's third earth, you know, thing. So, you know, this is something that I kind of actually enjoyed because, you know, we've talked about how ridiculous they are. They're always like, oh, golden harp, let me take it. Oh, a magic wand, let me grab it. Oh, there's a demonic pentagram on this door. Let me open it and release a demon god. You know, like they just do stupid things. But in these, this, the, this, under this context, they really stepped up and show that they can be mature and become adult Thundercats. So and I like serious and serious. Yeah, you're right. They were saying seriously. Because even at the end, David, they did try to win still. Like after he, Lionel rescued them and he did that thing, he tied them with their lariats to try to, you know. Can I say one other thing? Yeah, of course. Can my car be like the mutants sky cutters and nose divers because they take such abuse they slam into rocks and chasms fall down into water and all i do is punch it and kick it like monkey and slamming on the thing and it comes back and it and it like comes back to life like these they're so light in the air like they just i mean they really are that mutant technology they need to do that put that in cars <laughs> Forget Elon Musk. I want mutant technology. That's yeah, not the latest in mutants. More abuse, and they just get back up and go. They really do. And we saw. I remember when Monkey was beaten. The UFO that was was psychically linked to Chitara. And he, yeah, that's how they fix things. He beats it. He beats it with a mat, a mace. <laughs> So then, the Under-Earth people, Lionel helps them from the mutant, saves the books, they make friends, and then he ends up beating Wily Kit and Wily Cat. This was honestly, it was more filler, this one. This was just like, get through this trial to get to Tigra's mind power, but I liked it. The one thing I will say is, I really wish he would say, he would have said to the the people, I'll be back if you, we'll, we'll help you read or something like that, because it seems like that always seems to be their thing they they befriend people along the way and that's what's kind of gives them their yes. their wholesomeness and and creates a better thing and this is why i came to this conclusion i may have even said this before but in my mind this is the first time i'm thinking about it the reason why mamra hates them so much is because he's bringing they're bringing third earth together and people and the less evil in the in the in, in the world the less powerful he is yes because david exists mamra lives 
lives. So as things become, people become less jaded and less evil and less, you know, fighting amongst themselves, I feel like his hold on Third Earth or his power even is diminished. I love that. Yes. That's yes. me. That's my thought. Maybe I I'm agree. To it. I don't know. There doesn't seem to be any trivia for this episode, which was which was weird. This, I just have to mention, this was the episode that Panthro does say when Snarf says, does that mean they failed? And he goes, probably. I didn't like his chances against Tigra anyway. So Wily Kit and Wily Cat were gonna be the ones that stopped him. Forget you, Chitara. Sorry, Chitara. Wily Kit and Wily Cat are that. They're that bitches. <laughs> That's gonna stop. Think of that, bitches. No. Who knew? Does that mean that Lionel failed the Wily Cat's trial? Probably. I wasn't crazy about Lionel's chances against Tigra, even if he had beaten the Wily Cats. Hey, come on, you guys. We don't know that he lost. So, I mean, David, not a bad episode. Not a bad episode. Like you said, if anything, it shows that they're still helping people. Wily Kit and Wily Cat did step up and and deliver a serious game against Lion-O. He was able to outsmart them again at the end and tie them with their own lariats. We're worried about him! <laughs> <laughs> Only two more trials to go! And we'll have a properly anointed Lord of the Thundercats! This leads us to Lionel's anointment fourth day, the trial of mind power. Lionel undergoes the fourth trial in his anointment trial, <laughs> a series of tests every Lord of the Thundercat has to pass in order to be worthy of inheriting the title. The trial is Tigra's trial of mind power, and Lionel's goal is to reach the deserts of sinking sand. Not a difficult objective in itself. However, Tigra uses his mind power to create illusions, which distract Lionel. A windy blizzard on a clear day, darkest night in the daytime, and a pathway which leads to nowhere. <laughs> Lionel- <laughs> it was so, so well said, Brian. You're so, so, wonderful. so wonderfully sad. But it goes nowhere, Lionel. Lionel is forced to decide what is real and what is not. The most challenging illusion is Tigra's reaction to the destruction of Lionel's home planet, Thundera. Lionel reveals the fear he has experienced when he was a young boy leaving his doomed planet, Thundera. Though it is illusion, Lionel confronts and overcomes his greatest fear that has tormented him since he has arrived on Third Earth. When Lionel finally succeeds in overcoming Tigra and his own fear of being afraid, he discovers his final match will be against Mumra. Before the fourth trial can begin, Lionel and Tigra are ambushed by mutants in their vehicle. Tigra uses his mind power to conjure up illusions like a snow bridge, followed by a raging blizzard. While the mutants are tricked to flee the scene, Lionel sees through the illusion 
and pushes on. And then nearing the end of the trial, Tiger torments Lionel with a scary illusion of Thundera's destruction, a vision he has always that has always haunted Lionel. Initially overcome with fear, Lionel musters up the courage to face his greatest fear and shatters the illusion. Lionel then faces Tigra and quickly wrestles him to the ground, making his victory in the fourth anointment trial. This is the first and only time that Tigra displays his mind power and the ability to create illusions. Usually Slythe always drives the nosediver, but in this episode he pilots the sky cutter. This episode is also unique and it features not one, but two nosedivers. Uh, Snow Meow appears in this episode, but without his master snowman and he is also not wearing his regular saddle just like the first three trials lionel does not perform his famous thundercats ho chant to summon the others david let's get into this mind power and why the hell tigra hasn't used it and he never will again well while the kid and one of the cat actually said why hasn't he like that's probably like thinking to himself why the hell hasn't he used these before when we've been in trouble he had this mind power this whole time anthro explains he's been saving this up for, for all you. this time He's been saving it all up for you. Saving all my my energy for you. I don't get it. Why did the mutants do that? (laughs) Tigra had something to do with that, if I'm not mistaken. One of his illusions. Why hasn't he ever used these illusions before? Using his mind power is a terrible strain on Tigra. He's been storing up all his mental energy for today's anointment trial. He saved it to torture Lionel. Let me explain. Let me just say something. Not explain. Let me say something. <laughs> she ta- I'm going to go back to this again because I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Cheetara felt that people would not believe her when she's having these visions <laughs> and she's being assaulted by an alien spaceship telekinetically or whatever's going on with her. But Tigra has mental powers, the Tigra race of, of Thundercats that he can create things with his mind, but she was not going to be believed. Yeah. Oh, nor was she going to be believed when the ghost was looking in her mirror. She said, no, they'll laugh at me. What? <laughs> Do not bring up that man, that sexy Wizra. Wizra. I bought Beautiful. myself a full like mirror for that reason. <laughs> waiting he's like where's Wizra? <laughs> you have to put your chitara leotard on first david one piece you can put one leg into a leotard i'm so fat right now <laughs> do they make that in the big girl sizes because <laughs> i need one i think they probably i do have a tour it up the block for me so <laughs> <laughs> yeah david could whip together some kind of golden and orange leotard God. Just throw up, just throw a red insignia in the middle somewhere. Oh, so, Lord, we, jumped, we jumped the shark on this episode. <laughs> I mean, this is really probably this was the main one, right? Like this was what they think is gonna now after Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat. Like Tiger is gonna give his greatest fear to Lionel. Lionel, ho, oh, Tiger, I'm ready. Have you focused your mind, Lionel? I've tried to remember everything you taught me, Tiger. The Lord of the Thundercats must be able to tell what is from what is not. Have you prepared yourself? That's what we're here to find out. I am allowed to tell you this. Before this day is over, Lionel, you will face your greatest fear. But I fear nothing that I know of. We shall see. Let the trial begin. Look! 
Tigra isn't wasting any time. So he does start with the snow. He starts very little basic. But Tigra does warn him. Tigra warns him and says, before the day is over, you will face your greatest fears. And Lionel says, basically to the effect, there's nothing that I fear that I know of. Yes, that he knows of, exactly. That he knows of. So yes, there's a part where he jumps on a sky cutter. And Monkey is he's wrestling with Monkey, and it's like, ah, ooh, ah, ah, Monkey looks like he's getting assaulted. <laughs> it looks like he's being assaulted from behind on this thing with Lionel's grabbing him. You, you didn't see that part? He's like, like, oh, is it Tiger? Tiger's invisibility. I'm not going to say nothing. No, that was Lionel jumped on the sky cutter because Monkey was coming after him. <laughs> I just put in my notes, when he jumped on the sky cutter, was it a sex scene or a struggle? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't know if he was to run or to be excited. (laughs) Monkey and... Then you also get that that inner dialogue that everybody in cartoons does. Yes. Must resist. Oh, resist Tigra. Now again, are we resisting Tigra or are we resisting Tigra? Listen, Tigra is... Tigra is willing to be tied up by the four winds, this man. He could take a beating, Tigra. So he didn't know what he was in store for, Lionel, when he came to Tigra's mind power. So we get the clue that Tigras are have this ability they have to store up. Yes. So he really stored up this energy to to really give Lionel a very, you know, harsh initiation or anoint, you know, uh What's the word I'm looking for? Anointment. <laughs> the anointment Trial. action. Trial. 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 I did find, again, this episode where, I, I don't know if you noticed the little nuances. He goes through the thing. Tiger is, you know, using all this stuff. He's like, it's, and he says, it's not cold. It's not cold. It's not cold. He goes, yes. No, it's freezing. <laughs> it's freezing. Which, yeah. uh, <laughs> like funny. And then there's different things. But there's a part of the, the part of the episode with the whole Thundera thing. But he goes back and he sees that Jagas saved him and again this to to me is where i feel like good writing came in or acting or voiceover whatever you want to call it when he says i hid my fear then as i do now or something to the effect yes yes it sounded very childlike to me which we all know that lino had to he he physically grew but his mental state did not grow because of the time capsule when he went from third earth they you know they aged this to me was very touching the way he said it i I hid my fear then as i hide my fear now yeah and he said, it's my greatest fear, but I won't be afraid of it anymore. Something to the effect of, I don't know the exact word. Again. It was Jaga who saved me. He got me aboard the spaceship. Just in time to see my beloved Thundera blown into space dust. It's my nightmare. It's wakened me in terror ever since. I hid my fear then, as I hide it now. Because before this day is over... You will face your greatest fear. My greatest fear is that that I'll be afraid again. But I fear it no more. Do you hear me, Tigra? My nightmare is over. Enough, Lionel. You've won. No. I must reach the desert of sinking sands, the ruins, before sundown. I'll come back for you. Rest. 
that was touched me very deeply. And secondly, mm-hmm. it made me feel that childlike in him, that child, that child in him. So maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I felt there was a nuance, and I felt it. Like I felt like physically not sad for him, but like like felt like it was like a child saying it. And I'm you know very sensitive to that. I agree. I think it's great writing. I think that's what gives Thundercats its heart because they do say it's okay to have emotions like this and things like that. So this is very up Thundercats alley. With Lionel too, again, this boy had to mask his fear because he was the Lord of the Thundercats as soon as he woke up prior to this trial. So yeah, this this kid didn't have to deal with his trauma. He just was thrown into this. So I could see this being a fear. It is traumatic seeing the planet. It looks like lava exploding around them. Tiger also creates this image of the cat signal, David, to mess with Monkey and, and Slythe. And he's, oh, he's projecting himself on top of things. So his mind power really was getting a workout. This was what? He tapped all of the mind power out for the rest of his time no but i guess well first of all they needed they needed him to have some other ability yeah a bolo whip because he's not as fast as chitara he's not as strong as panthro he's not as cunning as wily kid and wily cat so what ability does he have he can disappear with the lasso and he can clean the cat's lair like nobody's business no it's like put him down because he's the scholar yeah he is an architect he's the one who sees architect he's the one who created cat's lair he's the one who you know here's the thing about a team a real team, especially a team, if you're thinking about like military or something where they're where you're where you're in the wilderness or you're you're cut off from other things, uh, uh, this is what makes a team. You, you know, your weakness is my strength. My you know, my weakness is your strength. Beautiful. I can do things that you can't do. They work together. That's why when they say like uh, you know working like a well-oiled machine that's that is the epitome of a really good team so tiger is the intellectual he is the person that has created without him the they would not be able to create cat slayer because he beautifully had it in him to to actually drop the plans and to be able to work with the burbles to get that done you know he you know even though panthro is good with mechanics you, you know it's if they work together and that's what yes. makes the team that so, is beautiful oh so he had to probably have something else that made him more and it is mind based so intellect is mind based actually it it makes sense and i always assumed that part of that was what made him invisible then i guess maybe maybe it's not the bola whip maybe it is his mind power well, and the bola whip I mean, he has to wrap himself around with it, but that could just it's be a personal dramatic. preference. It's, very, it's just dramatic. He's doing the Wonder Woman spin. Yeah! <laughs> Linda Carter, we speak no names. He's like, I need to have some kind of gimmick. If I wrap my myself around the whip and Chitara's just like, the tiger, you could do that with your mind. <laughs> Let me wrap myself, Chitara. <laughs> so, You're looking uh, old, Chitara. Shut up! <laughs> no well, one believed you when you were attacked by an alien. <laughs> Oh, shut up, Titara. Just shut up, Titara. Can't I just have this one thing you have to take from me? I'm so fast. I'm a cheetah. Did you have a tower with tiger heads put in front of you <laughs> by Safari Joe? You that got was caught illusion. in a net. How many times have you got caught in a net, Chitara? Not me. Not me. It took a, it took a drug dealer to take me down. Mumbra really had to fine tune that one for Tigra. Silky, Silky. My, I still think of a pimp. I, I, I from the 1970s. Silky, when I yeah. Silky, Silky the pimp. It's like with a gold tooth. I, that's what I think of. I, I just, I. But that just shows you what Mumbra's 
what how far he thinks. He's just like, oh, this sounds nice. Silky. Silky. Yes, yes, silky. So I keep wondering, David, the mutants in earlier on say if they are leaderless, we can take down Third Earth. To me, honestly, that makes no sense because, okay, if Lionel fails this trial, you mean to tell me the Thundercats aren't going to still protect Third Earth? I'm wondering if they equate him not becoming the Lord of Thundercats for not to be able to use the Sword of Omens anymore. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it is, And the Sword of Omens is really what basically is the ultimate... Weapon. uh, No, yeah, but there's another word I'm trying to think of. It's the ultimate equalizer between Mumra's power and and whatever else because the Sword of Omens is kind of like this... comparable thing that can't be corrupted it can't be destroyed it can't be so no, you can't get rid of this as a matter of fact and they also said that we can rule we can rule the planet we can rule the planet they don't mention mumra but again i don't understand because to me i think what would what would the process be they would let lionel live there and they're just like okay so you're just hit you're just maybe they maybe the other thundercats would have to then that's what i was just thinking they would have to compete to imagine a chitara with the sword Ooh. of Elf. I would love it. I would love it. She'd be so dramatic. She'd make the Sword of Omens become as big as that staff and be slicing and dicing. What would Lionel's tri- like if he had to do the trials for the for them? What the hell would he do? The trial of Boy Cub? Well, Lionel doesn't do anything without his sword, so you just the trial have to. Smart. He gave you food poisoning. See how that works for you. Starf ends up trying to kill them all. Lionel will be lord! You're tied up in a room and Starf is complaining excessively for days. You lose your mind. That's your mind power. So that's what happened. So I actually think this was a great episode. I mean, it's one of those... I mean, okay, it's not my favorite out of the trials, but it was it was okay. It was a decent episode. I just like... The, the, what's What really did it for me was, was with the, the whole Thundera thing, the whole childlike thing, the whole expressing that he has fears... And that he hid them. Of course, the, the mutants. What I don't understand is that this is the second time the mutants have gotten involved and the other Thundercats have not tried to in- yes. like intercede, which they should have been in that cave stopping those mutants. They should have been stopping the mutants on wherever Hook Mountain, wherever they were, because if Snow Meow didn't come along. Yes, Snow Meow, yes. And honestly, I do I understand the whole like so the whole thing with this is that Lionel cannot ask for help or get help because then he forfeits the match. And I I also understand the fact that as a as the Lord of the Thundercats or any leader, you have to be prepared for everything. Yeah. So even if you think things are going to go your way, maybe you would lose the Sword of Omens for a moment down a chasm, so you'd have to fight without it. I get all that, but the mutants are ridiculous. And the fact that they would allow them to create even more of a problem is like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a fair yeah. fight. But at the same time, I do understand the whole concept of he has to be prepared for anything. Because if you were fighting Mumra and the mutants came up from behind, you'd still have to deal with them anyway. So I get it, but I don't. So I'm kind of like torn with that. It's like, you wouldn't have a fight in a fire pit. You know what I'm saying? Like, with a third I agree. Or, I, I, I agree. I, it seems like they even chose, like you're saying, sometimes they were like, yes, we have to distract them. And then other times they were like, oh, no like oh my god this is what's happening right now but i I guess this one they figured tigra was activating this mind power he better just use it all out i don't know you broke the tab tigra you cannot put the the tab back in so once you go through all of this energy it's over so just use it all up today mutants oh one thing i forgot to mention in the other episode with the the little cat columns the little they they asked him if he could read he was like of course i can read are you calling me illiterate and i actually was interested because if I was, I 
I would be intrigued about what in those books, and I would ask to borrow some, like a library. I'd come read to them. Yes. And then learn, because this has got to be the history of Third Earth is in there somewhere. I, I'd like to think that panthro or somebody did something after that to give them some kind of like glasses or something i agree i think the thundercats helped afterwards we just didn't see it i hope i hope with a dim led light this is the best you got sorry the mole men might be able to come in and help you mole master my <laughs> mole master with his whip anyway all right off the going off the going off Final trial, David. Lionel's anointment final day. The trial of evil. Episode 61 from season one. Original air date of December 16th, 1985. Lionel must face Mumra alone without the aid of the other Thundercats and without the Sword of Omens. Jaga appears and offers Lionel advice, but Lionel decides to go his own way. Mumra summons the mutants and commands them to destroy Lionel before he gets to the pyramid. The mutants attack him with tr and trap him in an underground pit, which is similar to Mumra's pyramid. While underground, Lionel encounters and overcomes many of Mumra's obstacles. A faceless boatman, a living ceiling, a huge one-eyed cocoon, the inflamer, <laughs> which I love. Lionel finally reaches M Mumra's pyramid and engages in battle one-on-one -on -one with Mumra. During the battle, Lionel realizes that Mumra's sarcophagus is the source of his regeneration power. Lionel hurls their sarcophagus into the boiling cauldron. <laughs> Mumra turns oh, to ashes. Rejuvederm. Jaga appears again and praises Lionel for his heroism and bravery. Lionel vindicates his own plans by defeating Mumra, thus proving that he is indeed worthy to inherit his title. Okay, Ooh. I got a lot of notes. I got a lot of notes on this one. Does it start with Snarf going in slow motion? Mumra! Turning around, like, dramatic at the beginning. He has to face Mumra! He's like, oh, my baby's gonna get killed. <laughs> Well, I, I honestly, honestly, I guarantee on Third Earth, the biggest thing they had to overcome was somebody with a, another sword and a spear or something. There is no right, way the right. was shooting demonic beams of magic <laughs> and everything else and form. And like, there is no way. So, first of all, I Snarf has every reason to be that fearful because Mumra I is agree. grotesque, and I don't even want him near me. Like, what, what, what zombie movie when she, like, what movie did we do when she's like, they're disgusting, they're, and this, and I don't want them touching me. Oh, oh my god, yeah, Return, Return of the Living Dead too. That's, that's first of all. I don't want him near me to touch me. No, because you know he's spitting all over you, Mumra, oh, when, he he when he's talking. He's So first of all, we, I think we said this earlier in, in this episode where Mumra's like, I have to get into this game yeah. Yes, you have to get into it. Yes, like take bets now. I'm taking bets now. You get a you get a free hundred dollar bet with this app. Like they, <laughs> you know, they're doing that damn damn sports betting everywhere now. It's like, Honestly, like we were saying in another episode, they should be watching this on TV and Third Earth, like the Olympics, and there should be bets. First of all, in the beginning, Mamra shows up at Castle Plundar. The mutants are all drunk and disgusting and slobbish, throwing themselves over a dining table, table. all like carcasses and like le like just like having a frat party. And that's when he screams, mutants! And they go, can't this wait till morning? <laughs> No. Like, I, I have a I have a massage schedule at, at, 
at 5 a.m. Can we do this afterwards? And he's like, and then Monkey and again is like, well, you're so powerful. Why don't you do it? Why don't, like, show us your amazing face? You damn question. My right. <laughs> and he shoots up their table, like another piece of furniture that's broken. Good lord. <laughs> he it's does like also a close up. Like when, the, when the demons come to the come to the manor and blow up furniture constantly. It's like another damn piece of furniture I have to replace now. You know the brute men are having to make new tables now. New Umbra! What, what do you want from us this time? The upstart Lionel plans to attack me. You must intercept and destroy him. He will be without the sword. Can't it wait till morning? No, it cannot. He is already on his way. What about your own invincible powers, your ever-living lordship? Surely you could crush him yourself with one flick of your mighty hand. You mock me, miserable mutants! So that was, but to me, then and there, that tells me something. Mumra is still in fear that Lionel can defeat him, which tells me that he's not as powerful as he comes off. Because he says he dares come into my, he literally basically says that, right? He's coming to my house? Because he tells the mutant, Lionel's coming to me. He's coming, y'all. And you better get your asses here because my pyramid is larger than you think. Let me just tell you. He's what like, was that David? He's, like, he's questioning. He's questioning the daisies that I planted in my yard. <laughs> I am the HOA. That's, he's going to come to me. I yeah. run this town. You're going to talk to me about my Christmas decorations? <laughs> I know they might be dusty, but who are you? Who are you? I've been putting these decorations up for millennia. <laughs> Yeah, you know he's reusing the same decorations over and over again. So, the Lionel has to destroy me. <laughs> the ever-living lord of evil. It will indeed be his final trial. By the end of the day, Lionel will be no more! Let's talk about when Jogger comes. I oh, pissed God. off. Pissed off. I am pissed off. He tells Jaga, creatures of darkness are best fought at night, Jaga. What? I would think in the daytime. So I am upset with the whole interaction. First of all, Jaga comes and says, <laughs> you, need, you need to rest. Which I get. I get he needs to rest. And when, But when Lionel says, I have to do this on my own, and I'm going to tell you, Lionel said he needed to do it on his own because he doesn't need, he cannot get any 
help. Not because he doesn't believe what Jaga's saying or trust Jaga's word or his explicit instructions. It's because he has to prove he is capable. And that's what he says to him. And he also says he knows that he can't get help. And then Jaga gets his feelings hurt. It's like, well, you made your decision. Let me flip my cape and I'm out of here. That pissed me off. That made me very upset with Jaga, to be honest with you. David, he says, fine, you don't need my advice. And I swear, David, he said, bye. <laughs> bye, uh, you don't need my advice. Felicia. Bye, Lionel. Lionel, your nerves are on edge, Lionel. You must rest before you confront Mambra. Creatures of darkness are best fought at night, Jaga. And have you found a way to get into the Black Pyramid? I'll see what I must do when I get there. Do you think that's wise? You've always been my guide and teacher, Jaga, and my friend. But this time, I must find my own way. Very well. Jaga, wait! Why? You have made your decision, Lionel. You don't need my advice. That really pissed me off because, no, no, Jaga, no. Jaga he should come him. like Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? And be like, Luke. Well, he redeems himself afterwards. But the bottom line is, I was not happy with the way Jaga acted. Because he actually, if I was me, I would have felt hurt. Like he was like. Yes. Yes. With and knowing that he has that child, parent, mentor. Yes. him. I didn't like it. I thought it was kind of passive-aggressive, Jaga. There was a few times that Jaga got a little bent out of shape recently. Like when he said, You, Lionel, put the curse of the belt scene. You. You. You put the curse of the Balki Batakamas <laughs> on me. Perfect strangers, Lionel. Let's talk about all the obstacles. And I asked you this earlier in the episode, David, but is this... Mumra's pyramid because how did Snarf click a button and go into the throne okay, room? So he goes into these these ruins after ev evading the mutants again. Mutants, yes. Then he comes upon a treasured room where it's <gasps> a link a link god. god. And I thought this is really interesting for those of our our listeners who watch American Gods which is really an interesting show. The Lynx God says, you could have been a lion god, but you would be weak like me because you're not worshipped. You lose your power. Yes. So basically, so in the in the show American Gods, which is really kind of cool, you see how gods, when they're worshipped, their power goes up almost like, and they, like, it's so funny because like, there's an, uh, I'm jumping on a tangent, but there's like, what's that really cute, like, uh, singer, her, something with a K. She's like really cute blonde. She's got a really cute voice. She's done Wicked. She's a bunch of different things. Oh, Kristen Chenoweth? So Kristen Chenoweth plays Ostera, which is the goddess of Easter. And it's funny because she, she kind of, she tags along with Jesus because Jesus is like, obviously for Easter. So she uses like, she feeds on Jesus being worshipped. That's why the whole Easter egg thing comes along and the Easter bunny and stuff. It's so funny because oh. it's she's she's relevant still because she's kind of a tag along. I get it. Okay. With Jesus because that's what they, they're tied to. Almost like Santa Claus is with Jesus at Christmas time sort of a thing. So that's the whole premise with American gods is gods lose their power based on belief. So I thought that was interesting because the links are basically saying I'm so weak and I've been around for thousands of years because nobody worships me. And it actually does make sense, right? So going back to the actual, he thinks he's he thinks Lionel is 
stealing the treasure. He, I think, does he call him blasphemer? Something like that. And he's like, just take it then. And, and Lionel's like, I'm no thief. And he helps him out of the, he falls or whatever. Uh, treasure! Tomb robber! Defiler! Oh. Thief! Sacrilege! It's... it's no use. I can't stop you. Steal the treasure. Take it and go. I am no thief. Who are you anyway? I am Maftet, the Lynx God. Thank you. You could have been a god. A lion god. Thanks anyway, but... Of course, you wouldn't be as strong as you are now. You would have the same problem as me. I haven't been worshipped for thousands of years. That's why I'm so weak. Oh, I see. Where does that door lead? Beyond that door lie the horrible creatures of the ancient devil-priest, Mumra. Then that is the way I must go. No! I have no choice. I like the links with the cape. I kind of want to be one of those too. I go back to the links and say, okay, Link, why don't you come to Cat's Lair? Wouldn't that be nice, actually? That's what I thought because he didn't seem, but the, I don't get that, David, because he seems like he was a protecting the treasure room, right? But he told him, don't go to the demon Mumra behind that door. So what he was not bad then. No, he wasn't bad. He was a, he was the Lynx god. Like in 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 Egyptian culture and mythology and everything else, the the mass is the the cat god. It's like He's like, let me do you a solid. Don't go through that door. The biggest Karen in the world lies beneath there. He meets the boatman. What only can be only be compared to the boatman on the river Styx. Yep, Greek mythology kind of thing. Um, that he and he tries. He takes away all of his strength, and he's trying to kill him. And then you hear Mumra like over the intercom. Yes. <laughs> Liar, no! <laughs> you seek my room? <laughs> you come to my house unannounced, and you did not bring anything? Not even a bottle of wine? Or a cake? <laughs> not even the sea, nothing. Not claw shield? Nothing! You bring nothing to visit my home? Did you notice, though, each of these items, including the giant cocoon, the inflamer that was just... But I isn't think it, it was cool just that, so basically, Mumra, he goes down this river, Mumra tries to suffocate him, tries to drown him, he sends the inflamer to burn him, but then he falls into the water. And but then everything was dissolved in water. Did you notice that? The yes. boatman, the cocoon, yes. the, the flamer, just add water. He has defeated all my devil forms, and soon he will penetrate... My home, my fortress, the Black Pyramid itself, that is the moment he will face my full fury. So 
so he's at the, one of the things is he says he summons an incubi. It's like an incubus, which is a demon. An incubus yes. is a demon. A, a succubus and an incubus. Incubus is a male and a succubus is a female. Yeah, I always thought they were sexual demons. Well, maybe they are. Lionos! <laughs> It was kind of scary looking and gross, and it was like pulling him. So he does all these things. The the, the wall caves cl closes in on him. He's almost drowned. Lionel's being sucked into like a vortex of water. He finds chains with little rings down in the water. Yes. It totally gave me big trouble in little China vibes when they're in that water thing climbing up. Yes, actually. Namra says he defeated all of my devil forms and will penetrate my home, my fortress, the Black Pyramid, or something like that. <laughs> I could take that many ways. So then you get to the point where Lionel now has gone through. I'm not, you're right. I don't understand why he didn't take the direct route. Maybe he thought that he would just be struck down in the pyramid, like walking to the pyramid. This to me w makes like a video game level. This would be the Mumra tomb level in a video game if they made like a Thundercats game. It almost like it's one of these things it's where they just people, add things. Developers, hint, hint. Yeah. Oh, God, wouldn't that be great? Come on, not one Thundercat game? Anyway, I mean, it was great. I, I loved the whole buildup because it, it, it really does show that this was the trial of evil. So Mumra is saying, basically, you got here now. What are you going to do about it? When he actually sees the sarcophagus, I love that Mumra's like, no! And he stops, drops, and rolls. He literally rolls Ly uh, Mumra out of the way because at one point. The sarcophagus got hit, so it cracked. But here's the thing. Before he, he comes in here and Mumra basically is like doing like a trading spaces. He's ripping apart the wall. <laughs> <laughs> He's using his magic to pull. He, he rips the the head off of one of the, the gods and throws it, flings it at Lionel. Lionel picks it up and throws it back into me. He, he basically suspends it in air and flings it back. There's towers falling down. This is what I didn't like too. Like I'm a historic type of person. And when the mutants came and destroyed the, what was the remains of those remains of the pyramids, I was like, don't break anything else, please. But Mumra doesn't seem to mind because I think he knows that he could just repair it. That's what I I'm guess. saying. And then you see one time Lionel falls down and, and Mumra is behind him, standing behind him. And he's behind him and he's on the ground and he's at Mumra's feet. Which probably and smell. Oh, cheesy. cheesy. You're making fun of my toes? How dare you? I didn't wear slippers in my house. My cat slippers. He's wearing little cat slippers. see this, slippers. this, this battle and in our minds and at least in like the, in some of the Thundercats minds, you're thinking, how is he going to defeat Mumra? Because right. he has no power. You know, usually what happens in these fights is that the sort of omens is able to combat all of Mumra's magic, and either Mumra sees his reflection. That's what I was gonna say. Why didn't he just bring a mirror? I don't know. Best, best him in some way because he really isn't defeating him, I guess. But if he could go, oh yeah, that's true. Because but if he can go into the sarcophagus, I wonder if Lionel would have thrown the sarcophagus with Mumra inside of it. <laughs> Maybe if that would have killed him. I would have wondered if he just smashed the sarcophagus and took the pieces back to Cat's lair and sent it up in like the feline and tossed it into oh. space. The sarcophagus! That is the secret of your power! 
This is what renews your energy. No! Without this casket, you will be powerless. Yes, Mumra. Farewell. Actually, my question to you. So this episode, of course, we have to go back now and cover like many, many episodes before this. But I know there's 65 episodes in each season and this is episode 61. So I want to know if the next time Mumra is seen, they actually make a comment about this or is it just like... He just came back and they just kind of knew about it because at this point, they think he's dead. So here's the thing. When Mumra quote-unquote dies a weight has been lifted and light white light shines on top of the pyramid as soon as he comes back the lightning and the scary stuff comes bruised back under the pyramid so then maybe that was like the sign it's almost like oh so they're like the clouds came back to (laughs) to the black pyramid mumra must be back in town y'all i don't know and but again at the very end of this ep- episode, well, the very end of this scene with Mumra, you see him come back and he does his bizarre screaming as, lo- as long as evil exists, Mumra lives, Mumra lives. <laughs> you know, must he must have heard that, right? All the way at the cat's lair. He's, he's almost basically like, he's like Freddy Krueger. No matter, they defeat him. Yes. Perfect and somehow example. he finds his way back because he's infused with the power of evil. Which is funny because it's kind of like the same thing. There was three spirits of evil or whatever that empower Freddy Krueger. And then you have the the four evil deities that give Mumra his power. So it's almost like when you sell your soul, basically, he will actually forever be in their debt. Because he could be used continuously, yeah, for as long as evil exists and they could use him. So he can keep being resurrected. So does that mean they f- he forfeits the title of, of Lord of the Thundercats when he comes back? Well, no, because he did defeat him, technically. That, I mean, yeah, it's true. But He defeated him, defeated him. And the Sword of Omens, also every time he won, gave a sign. That's true! That's true! Happy dance. So, dun, dun, dun! Yeah, it actually alerted them. When we get back to Cat Slayer, David, I actually took a screen cap to see who I could see in the crowd. So I see. What do you spy with your little eye? I spy Brutman. Yes, you see the Brutman, right? Okay, so Brutman 
Unicorn Keeper. Mole My Man. husband. She was there, her and her husband. Grum- a Gumble? It's a pig-looking thing. I think his name is a Gamble, a Gumble. Wolos. And Dora. Quick Pick. Oh, wow. The Burbles. Willa and Nada did get their asses there, so now they, they are in front of the invitation. It was running late. The Giant Bat that Snarf called to help. And there's various other creatures, which I think actually happened in the episode that we skipped leading up to this. And Snow Meow. Oh, Hachi Man. The Ninja, which I think they just must have said, give him a buddy. And lots of brute men. But even in the background, David, did you see, like, the whole surrounding the cat's lair is a, like a fair of people coming to celebrate. So I like that. Oh, and Snarfer. Snarfer's here too. Snarfer and oh my god, officer and a gentleman. Don't, Dr. Dome Tome. Oh, David Mule. The train guy is here. Oh. He really did stay good then. He locked up Safari Joe and he he's a friend now, Mule, the train. This is, But this also shows you how many allies how well received the Thundercats have become because they've helped so many countless people. You think Mandora was proud of her boy? With She brought Quick Pick with her? Because he's here next to Mandora. I don't know, but... Oh, there's a lot of Lynn Lipton all in this picture, let me just tell you. Mandora, Unicorn Keeper, Willa, Nada, you are truly Lord of the Thundercats now. Lionel does Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats ho! <laughs> As his clown makeup on, like Leah said, he's got his crown. His fuzzy little hat with his fuzzy little dog. Yeah, basically. You didn't see, what's his name there? Captain... Captain Cracker? No. No, no. Shiner? Captain Shiner, no. Who was today's biggest bunglers? You bungler! Once again, you have failed. You bungled it! Do we have plural bunglers? All of them? Or should we go episode by episode? All right, we could do episode by episode. So, Panthro episode. Biggest bungler? Was there a bungler? I'm going to say. The crab men, because they can't look up. I guess so. <laughs> and they, get, and they, they get knocked out. We had to pick a bungler. We'll say the crab men, but not really, because I think that's just who they are. They can't really bungle. How dare you say the crab men are bad because they can't look up. They get entwined when they look up. Chitara episode? I would say Lionel for not knowing that she has a two-mile two radius, and everyone <laughs> yeah. knows it, Lionel. Don't you know? I'm gonna I can't say keep my, I can't do it for more than two miles, Lionel. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, because I would say I'm gonna you. say this is a hard one. Let's just I'm going Lionel. What about the trial of cunning? Did we? Was it the? Was it precious? Was it the books? 
was the it biggest the sponsors were were Wiley Kid and Wiley Cat. Okay. Because they got themselves into trouble when they should have just paid attention to what the hell they were doing because they they got on that rubber thing and it hit it and they were like so th- that's when Wiley Kit was playing around with that dinosaur thing thinking it was fun yes. to the other creature and he bungled that up. That's a perfect bungler. That's a perfect bungler. Okay. Mind power tiger episode. The mutants. Tigra for never using his powers ever again. <laughs> the mutants were the biggest bunglers because they thought Snow Meow ate Lionel. Yeah, that's that's a bungle. But honestly, I mean, there really wasn't too many bunglers because it really was a, a winners and a loser. I mean, really, it was Lionel against the world. So I think the, the 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 mutants in general are the biggest bunglers because they always assume that like not slide. So Monkeyan and Jacqueline are the biggest bunglers. They always assume because. They shot some rocks and covered the thing that Lionel <laughs> yeah. was finished. Or because the whatever, the hole is too small that they're feel like I don't know. It's always like some kind of like like irrational. Like just because they saw Snowmeo have his belt, Lionel's belt. The creature ate him alive, I tell you. <laughs> and that's why Sly says, unless I see it for myself, I don't believe it. I tell you, Sly, there was nothing left of Lionel but his belt. <laughs> We've seen the last of him. We've thought so before. You'd be convinced of it too, Slythe, if you'd seen that cave beast. I'll never be convinced until I see for myself. Yes? So, Monkeyan and Jackalman are biggest bunglers in general speaking. Him and his source, according to his sources. So, you're right. That's perfect, because... Sly's like, I don't, I know, I don't believe them until I see it with my own eyes, because these two are just going to give up to come back to Castle Plundar. Yeah, we did it. We took care of it, right? Mm -hmm. And then what about the trial of evil? Was, was Mumra too, too into himself? He didn't know to hide the sarcophagus. He could have put a fake wall up there. (laughs) Don't look under this tarp. I can barely breathe. (laughs) (laughs) Temperature's rising, and it's gonna happen. Been waiting and waiting for you to make a move. You do got that Ariana. You got that Ariana pitch. Mumra's the biggest bungler because one, he relied on the mutants to do something when he knows they can't handle it. They never have been able to handle it. (laughs) Especially drunk. He's the biggest bungler, but he's not really the biggest bungler because no matter what happens, he comes back. Comes back. So I guess the biggest bungle is Mumra in the sense of he did not kill Lionel when he had the ability. He's unarmed. He has proven that even without the sword, he cannot get rid of the Thundercats. So to me, that's the biggest bungler of all because he and now his knows. Excuse. He though, yeah, his excuses. There is the no thing. excuses. He didn't have the sword of omens. He couldn't kill him with like caved in walls and things sucking his energy and smothering him and drowning him. Mumra proved that even without the sort of omens, this, the, the, the Thundercats can can take him. One Thundercat can take him. So he of all, the whole anointment is the is the biggest bungler. Because Amen. the other things, like, you really can't blame Panthro when he got hurt. He was trying to save the, the village, the Wolo yes. village. So that's not yes. a bungler. That's, like, doing the right thing. Chitara... Chitara. Has she a disabled disability. Didn't really bungle anything because she gave it all and she pushed and pushed and tried to push herself past her limits. There's no bungle there. No, her um, reserve. Her, her reserve didn't work. <laughs> she's like, 
If only I had just drank another monster before I... <laughs> Even a Red Bull. Sugar-free Red Bull. If I knew that there was gold, gold at the finish line, I would have beaten Lionel. But there was no gold there for me. Um... Uh, Tigra didn't really bungle anything because he used his powers also to try to push back the, the, mutants. the mutants. They're the biggest bunglers because they always do... So here's the thing. I'm going to say Mumron number one bungler followed by the mutants because they always do the same thing expect a different outcome. Shoot with the with the sky cutters. Oh, blast the, them. There's got to be other means about doing stuff. Like, what if they had kidnapped Wily Kid and Wily Cat then Lino couldn't even continue the anointment trials. Yes, great idea. Great idea. You know. But they bungled that too because they couldn't get through the caves and even get them. So what if Mumra had decided that while Lino was doing the trials with uh, with another Thundercat, attack, go, go attack Cat's Lair, inside Cat's Lair, do some kind of stuff on them. He would have never known. The sword would not warn him. And he would have been in trouble. Smarty, see? But that goes back to he doesn't really want to kill them because what is he going to do? He's bored. He's bored. He's like, oh, I hate you, but you give my life meaning. My my unlife. My afterlife. You light up my world. I'd have to say, we have to ask our, or we have to ask Mateship. Yeah, that's true. When you listen to this podcast, I want to know your bungling notes, my little, my fellow bungler. I want to say I'm the bungler because I went off topic every five seconds. No, that's, that's the radical retro rewind way. This is, this is how we do it here on the Thundercats recap. This was such an undertaking though, but I'm so glad that we did all five episodes together. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope Ryan's creative with the editing <laughs> yeah there's a lot of that ed- there was a lot of editing i'm adding a lot of clips to this as you'll hear we hope that this holds you over for a while because this is our last episode of the year we we're celebrating the holiday season we're celebrating the new year and we have our new lord of the thundercats for when we continue but then we're going back into the past so if only wizra was here he'd make it all better for me well we hope that you got a wizra for christmas david <laughs> we'll leave that open did wizra come for christmas he didn't come through my mirror <laughs> thundercats fans are bunglers i also want to announce that if you're not following us on instagram you might want to follow us now because we have an exclusive thundercats only fans well no it's not only fans but it's i was gonna say it's thundercats only instagram page where we'll be posting exclusive thundercats related material for the show and that can be found at Look at me in this leotard. I'm Tigra. I'm Tigra. Look at my bolo whip. (laughs) Yeah, the Tigra feet. David puts his Tigra socks on. It's called Thundercat 1985 Reviews, one word on Instagram. It will be in the link below. Follow us on there because you can interact and we want to build a whole Thundercats community on there. We want to be able to interact with the bunglers. We want to put polls on there, show show clips, all fun things, all fun things. So you can find that new Thundercats page at Thundercats 1985 Reviews, one word. You could always 
please find David's Instagram at Universal Appeal. 2020 and the regular radical retro rewind is reg- radical retro podcast one word on instagram and that is updated every day we would love to see you on there happy new year merry christmas happy holidays happy lord of the thundercats day david happy solstice anything you celebrate anything happy you're off because you got off <laughs> from work <laughs> christmas holidays <laughs> anything yeah, Whatever you, whatever, whatever is, whatever is distinctly you. We wish you the best. We're so happy that you have chosen to spend the time listening to the podcast and supporting us, and hopefully continuing on with us and listening to new content. And any suggestions, any ideas, anything that you can help hear. us. Yeah, like tell us about. We'd love to do it because that's really what makes us. We, you know, we do this because we love communicating. You know reaching out to other people and seeing what they like and talking about stuff and rem- you know reminiscing about stuff and then obviously sharing time together as brothers so definitely anything that you guys have any of you bunglers out there want to tell us about and honestly if you can find better bunglers in these episodes please god because yeah I, we're because stuck. i really want this to take off but sometimes it's like this was hard because it was kind of like a one-on-one thing and it's hard to kind of say which one really bungled that's true. They're Thundercats, basically. Maybe we missed something. You know, maybe, you know what, though, Ryan? I'm going to say, Lionel did bungle because instead of telling Willa that he that was being anointed, look, look at this. I'm, my brain's working finally. At the end of the episode, <laughs> we're supposed to already stop the, the recording. He bungled because he could have just said, I'm being anointed the Lord of Thundercats. I already am. I got to go, but I have to prove myself. Bye. As he ran by, yeah. The Gorak Rock. So that's a bungle. He made them think that because they're women, he didn't want anything to do with their help. I didn't think he was like that one, David. So that's a bungle. <laughs> I found a bungle. <laughs> David's right. It's so much more fun when we get to interact with the viewers and, and hear what you have to say. So let us know. And again, we want to play games. So I, I'm trying to figure out Thundercat-related games. Look for that in the new year, too. Thank you again. And we will see you next time, Thundercat. That's fans, as always. Ho! Who are you calling a hoe? Thunder, 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 it's raining, Wizra. Hallelujah. It's raining, Wizras. Amen. I'm gonna get my mirrors out. <laughs> David's waiting. He's waiting. He got it from Home Sense. <laughs> full length, full length mirror, full length mirror. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.